I do wish we had more new IPs or new entries in things. Yeah. Say GTA six. I don't mind that because it's an entirely new story. It's, it's not a big risk at all. <laughs> Let's face it. We already know today that this game is going to be super successful when people are just rehashing old stories. I, I think it stifles creativity, but at the same time, I see what like people want. Some people want change and some people don't want change. And I feel like it actually causes a rift in the fan base as well, which I feel is not necessarily a good thing. And I know a lot of people say things like, oh, the OG still exists. But I think this is coming like mentally from the same place as heresy in a way where people are like, this is my belief system. This is what I think is true. This is what I hold valuable. And then somebody else comes along and they say, no, that's wrong. This is the truth. And people get personally offended by that. And I think that's why sometimes these remakes can be really divisive is because you have people that like, this is a game that's really important to me. This is a game that holds a lot of value to me. And then when you go and you change things, then it's not as true anymore, even though the original still exists. Now you're always going to have that kind of rift in the fan base that where you have not everybody's on the same page anymore. And I think that, yeah, so I don't think all these remakes are necessarily a good thing. Okay. It's a danger. It's a danger, yeah. It's a danger simply because, and not about the rift in the fan base, really. It's just because either you have a, a good remake, like RE4, it was a good remake. So even if you played the one back in the day and you played this one, even if the gameplay changed a bit or it's, it's, it's not exactly a copy and paste, right? It was a very good remake. If you make Warcraft 3 Reforged, which is a shit job, right? <laughs> it was. It's clearly the Blizzard making a lazy job on trying to cash cow his, his, uh, its fan base. And you see it. And therefore, Blizzard stoke, let's say, just go down because you don't trust them any for the, for the next remake they're going to do. Or for the next stuff they're going to do. StarCraft 2 remake. No, thank you. Mm -hmm. You did it yeah. already. Let's do a stack of fours then. Yeah, there's there's always that temptation, like I said, where you know if you're, it makes it easier. But then because it's easier, there's always that temptation to phone it in, um, which I don't think they're going to be doing with this game. But uh, yeah, with some remakes, that's exactly what happens: is they phone it in. I will go further, but with my philosophy. All right. <laughs> yes. Well, let's let's move on. Uh, Antoine, tell us, how did you choose your three yeah, games? The guns, right? That's going to be tough. Azuki 3 was extremely full packed of good games. And 2024, of course, I would say, feels very flat. I looked at the list of stuff for 2024, and except if Warhammer Space Marine 2, which is supposed to come out in December, goes to 2024, and for which I would be super hyped. The rest, I would say, I'm interested in, but I'm not like, oh my god, I need to, to play this game. So, yeah, my philosophy was, uh, in this list of games, what, what am I actually going to play without the big hype and things like this? And unfortunately, I would say, two of those games, the first one is Three Code and One and Two Remake, but I'm not going to talk about it today. And the other one is another remake, but this one is justifiable by the fact that it was not released in Europe, and I don't believe it was released in the US. It was a Japan-only title. 
uh, it was the same for Super Mario RPG, right? Uh, very recently, it's something which was only released in uh, Japan, just re-released as a remake right now, and that's RPG good. RPG was in the US. I don't know about Europe, but it was in the US. Uh, Europe, no, definitely not. Things which were not in your region re-released with newer graphics and everything. I found it cool, and that's actually my game number two. So I'm not gonna spoil it right away. It's something I have in common with Adam, of course. Okay, so then what's your first game? Two of my games were. I'm going to talk also something that I was quite interested in. It's an MMORPG, which is really quite rare these days. And it's called Chrono Odyssey. Chrono Odyssey, which you saw a trailer two years ago, which looked fantastic, and then no news. So it's a, an MMO which is going to be released in... I don't think I have a date yet, really, but 2024, of course. PS5, Windows, Xbox... I don't think there's a Game Pass for this. I'm not sure Game Pass is really good for MMOs, but anyway. It was developed and published by NPixel. I don't know this studio, but it's still a, it's still a AAA. It's on an Unreal Engine. And so just to give you the setting, I have my little prompt, right? Players will explore the world of Cetera, which is utilizing a powerful artifact to alter time called the Chronotector. In two words, that would be the... That's what I can't predict with, right? FF14, but in much less bright, you mix it with, with The Witcher. So a bit of gray and creature from The Witcher, something like this. And you give it the gameplay of Prince of Persia, Sands of Time. That's what we're talking about just before you arrive. Because the Chronotector is a kind of artifact which lost in the lore a lot of power. But still, you saw in the gameplay, you can slow time, not stop it completely, but slow it very, very much. You can almost teleport right you can go back in time same as the sense of time you died little backward five seconds to avoid the blade that's what i saw in the gameplay as in the gameplay you have a gameplay of the trailer of looks beautiful and you also have a view of the classes is at least which is very common classes like wizard archers and some kind of machinist if you play ff14 you would know some kind of gunner you have you could Knight, I don't know if it's Paladin or Knight, like Sword and Shield. And uh, you have the big barbarian with his axe. That's, uh, that's the classes I could see. What do you have in... So just to go back to the to my notes, Cetera is always on the front line of the war against the Void, which is, which is an evil which existed since the start of time. This land is filled with the dangers and chaos caused, caused by twisted time and space and chondritic contradicting timelines so that's why it gets interesting because usually when you have some back in time and stuff like time related things in movies usually it means it's a bad movie so will it be true with the game as well i don't know but it's interesting to see this prince of persia sense of time kind of mechanic in an mmo because i don't see exactly how it would work in terms of gameplay but it, it looks interesting it's visually beautiful if the, the, the actual game is the same as the trailer we saw, it's really pretty. Uh, with some, sometimes you have some vibe of Lord of the Ring, ground cities and castles and stuff like this. So, honestly, I wasn't super hype about this game, but knowing it's an MMO, it's pretty, it's coming out this year. I might actually talk to my guild and say, lads, do you want to try a new MMO this year and see if it, see if it stays as long as Warcraft or FF14? That's all I wish for it. But competition is rude and strong. I guess, Adam, you and Anton already talked about this, right? A little bit, not a super a lot. Okay, then I guess without further ado, uh, my philosophy is, I was telling the guys, I totally forgot, even though I was the first person who chose this week, that 
we're not doing news today. And so I spent 20, 30 minutes trying to say, okay, what are the cool news stories? And then I'm like, oh yeah, it's December. So I wanted to choose games that have a definitive release date. And even though we know like in games, sometimes release dates sometimes don't really matter. So I was like, that was the first caveat, right? The games have to have a release date. There's a bunch of games which says Q2, like Hades, right? Hades 2 was something I really wanted to talk about, but it just says Q2 2024. I'm like, that's not reliable. I can plan next year's gaming around it. That was off the list. So I had to physically go through the list and I went through a bunch of lists on game brand, PC gamer, like what's coming out next year and what has definitive release dates. And the one conclusion I, I saw was basically it's like up to March, April, May, it's got a bunch of games with solid release dates. And after that, nothing, nothing has solid release dates after that, which sucked. So a lot of the games I've chosen today are games that I have never heard of, except for my last game, uh, which is a game that I've talked about previously. And we'll leave that as a surprise. Without further ado, my first game is a game called Promenade. And Promenade is, is not the place on Star Trek where people go to hang out, right? It is a game, a very cool game, very artsy, cutesy platforming game, which is a, a game that uh, I have not gone back to Super Mario Brothers Wonder since I started playing my time at Sunrock. But yeah, it's just like that, a platforming game. The game, the guy says, or the developer behind it is called Holy Cap, which is a cool name. But it's just got a really cool art style. looks really simple, really easygoing. It's coming out on Steam. It's coming out on PS5. Because I believe the trailer I sent to Adam was a PS5 trailer. I wish this was coming out on the Switch or potentially coming out on the Switch 2. That would be awesome. But yeah, this would definitely be something for you to play on your Asus ROG Ally or your Steam Deck or just on your PC as well. Though I hate sitting playing these kind of games in front of my PC. But it's just yeah, your typical platformer. It says, travel the world with your pulp using a dynamic moveset, interact with colorful characters and solve puzzles. And to give an example of the puzzles there, these puzzles are, seem easy enough for me. I say that now, next year might be a totally different story. Explore dungeons and face the bosses that dwell there. But basically, I chose this game because it looks like it's going to be a $30 price point, $35 price point, lovely art style. It looks relatively easy and it has that definitive release date of February 24th, 2024. That being said, a lot of these games might conflict with my current game schedule of, of my time at Soundrock, Valheim, Disney's Dream Night Valley, which is going to be my next three games. Not to mention my game number three, which is I'm going to be playing in January at some point. But yeah, simple, done. That was my first game. Looks interesting and I will definitely buy it, but probably not play it immediately when it comes out indie game right yes it was the winner of the what is it the indie game contests and official selection of strasbourg 2023 i have forgotten where strasbourg is though sounds like german yeah i guess is it strasbourg yes ah no it's french oh that's france okay <laughs> ah yeah no you've been out of france for too long all right adam it's close to the german border <laughs> close to the german border oh okay tell us what is your game number two can we guess what your game number two is yeah, I'm sure you probably can. Okay, Anton, you can go What first. do you think it is? I stole a fan. I stole. We had two already, two games in common, right? I know that it's not going to be these two. What is it that you would show, like to play? I'm not sure, actually. I don't have a guess because... <laughs> That's shocking. Again, as it I... should be so obvious. <laughs> really? And oh, yeah. Thinking, I want to say it's the, the Metal Gear Solid coming out next year. 
No, it's not. I had totally forgotten about that one, to be honest. <laughs> okay. No, to the shock of what should be to the shock of nobody, it's going to be Dragon's Dogma 2 <laughs> yes. coming out on March that, yes. 22nd. Yeah, I'm surprised that you guys hadn't guessed that. I've been talking yes. about it for the last three weeks. So, yeah, I was debating whether I should include this one or not, because I'm like, I keep talking about this game. Maybe I should give it a rest, but then, yeah, this week it was just the opportunity where I was like, nope, I have to, because this is my second most anticipated game. And like I said, Final Fantasy comes out February 29th, and this one comes out March 22nd, so it's less than a month later. I do think I'll probably end up spending more time in this one than Final Fantasy just because this one has... If it's like the first one, it's a lot more open-ended, whereas Final Fantasy has more of a, a, a strong narrative that you're supposed to move all the way straight through. Whereas this one is a little more, it's open world, it's exploration, it's that sort of thing. Grinding to level up your weapons and whatnot and get your dragon hearts or whatever. So in that sense, I probably will spend more time on this one. So thank God this is the second one coming out, not the first one coming out. But I am super pumped for Dragon's Dogma and I'm really excited to see what other kinds of classes we have coming out. Because right now we've only been introduced to, I believe, four, five, six, seven classes. And we know there's going to be more, so super pumped. I'm, I really am excited about this, but I'm just worried about the, my experience from the first one. I'm going to wait for Adam to buy it, play it, and watch some of his live streams. You guys should definitely check that out as well. And if it is works, then that will be on the list of things I would definitely buy, but probably on sale or unless I'm like... I. If this game blows me away, that'll be like an immediate buy and drop whatever else I'm playing and play Dragon's Dogma 2. Yeah, I don't know why chat's not working today, but we got Noble Cooper in the chat and he was saying it's got to be GTA 6. And I am super pumped about that, but that is 2025. So I can't include that in this coming, in the coming day or in, the, in, the, in this video, because technically that's not that's coming out this year. So unfortunately, I could care less about GTA 6. It, GTA 5 didn't even play two hours of it before I stopped. All right, Antoine, tell us. Oh, let's guess Antoine's game number two. Okay, so as a as a little uh, hint, my game number two would have pretty much made the top three of Adam, I'm pretty sure. So he already knows which one it is. All right, go ahead, Adam. He, hint number two. It's got to be Persona be, 3 Reload. Of course, it is. And this <laughs> is what I was talking about, Persona 3 was a Japanese game and I'm not sure it was released or at least if it was released in Europe and the US it wasn't really well known because really it's four and five it really blew Atlas being the developer developer and publisher I think of this series uh, Shin, Shin Megumi Tensei which is very Japanese right and uh, yes apparently from what I saw when you put online the top persona game Persona 3 is the one always coming back Considering that Persona 5 was really good and I loved it. And I don't need to say that, of course, Adam really loved it. And did, did you stream it as well? You did? Which one? Persona, Persona. Persona 5? Persona I, 5. I, perso yeah. I, I streamed part of it, um, but not all of it because after a while it, was, it wasn't doing as well uh, as some other much. games. I don't know. People don't like to watch streams of ah, RPGs as much as they enjoy the action kind of titles. Of course, Persona is a lot of text. There's always been a lot of stuff. Yep. So uh, Persona 3 Reload is coming out on February 2nd on PS5, PS4, Xbox One, Windows, and Game Pass. So you have Game Pass, it's free for you, it's free for me. 
Alors, uh, I took, of course, some little notes for the pitch because Persona uh, 3, it seems like the Persona series is always in a high school because here you are in the, in the shoes of a transfer student thrust into an unexpected fate when entering the hour hidden between one day and the next. So I have no clue what it means. But you awaken an incredible power and chase the mysteries of the dark hour, fight for your friends and leave mark on their memories forever. So when I read this, I feel like, uh, yeah, so Persona has a theme and I don't know what take it will take compared to the fifth. But uh, I think it's it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a lot of text and it's gonna be a lot and lot of long hours. So I really want to play it while it's on Game Pass. But again, it's gonna be a hundred of hours to spend on this. Again, there's not much games which really interest me in 2024. So maybe that's the good time to play a very long game. But you know what? Persona 3 elected the best Persona ever. I'll tell you. I'll tell you after that. I saw uh, something that. Since on the fifth you you play Joker, so you play a guy. Apparently there was a portage on the on the mobile uh, on Persona 3 portable. I don't know on which one it was released, but you could play either a guy or a girl. On this version it's guy only. You can't play the female character. I don't know how it really affects the story or not. I mean it is one less character, or it's just when you start the game you just choose whatever random character. I don't know if you, if I should really care. If it affects the story or not but yeah if you want to play this one compared to a portable ver uh, version you don't have the choice of your main character that's gonna be the guy and Nubal cooper in the chat here is pointing out that uh persona 3 is the one where you shoot yourself <laughs> so apparently friend, the way you shot. get your personas out is you have a device which you have to put to your head and the device looks like a gun and um Ooh. shoot yourself in the head <laughs> and then that's how you get your personas out interesting so. and terrible at the same time yeah terrible. <laughs> That's how you get things out of your head into the real world, I guess. Oh, okay. Both figuratively and literally, apparently. Just imagine it's Harry Potter, like, a... <laughs> with your wand. Kind of. I really am hoping at some point my brain will click and I'll be able to accept story text-heavy games in the future because I never played adventure games until uh, something happened like a few years ago and I played adventure games. So at some point my brain will be like, okay, because the way you guys have talked about the Persona series plus YouTube videos online, I'm like, I really want to try them, but these days, every time I see text, it just automatically hit my space bar repeatedly until I don't have to see the stupid text anymore. So no, but yeah, no, that looks like a good choice. Oh, I'm sure it will be. Okay, my choice number two, again, is a game I had literally never heard of. The only exception is I've actually heard of this company. My choice number two is a game called Banishers Ghosts of New Eden. And this game is set to come out on... Uh, February 14th, 2024, which is Valentine's Day, which is interesting because the game does have this romantic inclination in the game. But Dotnod is the people who made this. You'd be familiar with them because they made the uh, Life is Strange series of games, Colors, and I can't remember anything else besides uh, Colors because that was the most recent game. It is a very strange difference, very different from the Life is Strange games because Life is Strange is very story-driven. You do have those time travel mechanic, but it's all about the story, right? This game looks like it has gear, it has magical powers, it has action involved. I'm a little bit worried because when studios step out of their comfort zone, they do new things. Sometimes it doesn't work, but this just looked really awesome. And I also do recognize one of the actresses in the game. I just saw the video right now. She was in Netflix's series called Buddies, which is based on the DC comic books. I don't know if any of you guys watch that, but she's like a place like a British 
cop in that series. But yeah, I just saw her face. I'm like, oh yeah, this is who she is. But yeah, in New Eden 1695, Antea Duarte and Red Mac Wraith are lovers and banishers, ghost hunters who vowed to protect the living from the threat of lingering ghosts and specters. Following a disastrous last mission, Antea is fatally wounded, becoming one of the spirits she loathes. In the haunted wilds of North America, the couple desperately search for a way to liberate Antea from her new plight. And that's it. It says you get to play as either character, unlock new gear and abilities to unleash the full power of the banishers, uncover the ancient secrets and hidden mysteries of a mystical, low-rich world. Characteristic of renowned studio Don't Nod, make meaningful and morally ambiguous choices that affect the story, the world, and fate of all characters, dead or alive. So it starts some very ambitious mechanics and ideas. Um, again, same caveat as Promenade. I'm not sure if I'll play it on time. Um, it just depends on, on what I'm playing at the moment and if it's worth it. But this is definitely something that's automatically on my wish list. And if it comes out to February 14th, I'm like, oh my God, this looks amazing. Or I FOMO in and people are like, oh my God, you should play this. Then I will definitely play this. I, I wish we all had partners who could play, do the whole romantic couple gaming thing with, but unfortunately that is, is a pipe dream. But yeah, that's my number two game. Looks cool. The price at the moment is also not a full game price. It's be $45 at the moment. So again, pretty decent. A little bit more expensive than a typical Life is Strange sort of game, but given all the content and what it's doing, I think it's worth it. End of 2023, says... So it has a release date? Coming February 14th of February, 2024. Okay. So, so two months. So it's been delayed. Two months from now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This Steam says 14th of February. This was one of those things on the list of PC Gamer, and I was clicking each one because I didn't know any of these games until I found one that, actually, that I actually liked. Yeah. I remember seeing the trailer of this one. I think it was at this PlayStation State of Play, if I remember correctly. And I remember it gave me... The gameplay itself looks similar to God of War. But I remember the whole... Was it Spare or Forsake or whatever? Or was it uh, Spare or Banish? The ghost thing was very reminded me very strongly of the save versus sacrifice mechanic in Soul Sacrifice. Yeah. All right. It looks almost exactly the same. Very cool. Oh, it's, it's called Spare or Sacrifice. Okay, yeah. I'm looking at the trailer now. It's called Sacrifice. All right. <laughs> okay. And we're moving on at sure. a nice pace, so we might actually finish on time. All right. Game number three, Adam? Okay. So my game number three is going to be... Life by You. Oh, got the wrong thing there. Okay. So Korean talked about this one a while ago, and this is actually a game that I was had my eye on as well. And I'm super excited. It is coming out on March 5th. I think that might only be early access. I don't think that might I don't think that's actually the actual release date, but early access should be there. I'm a really big fan of The Sims. So for me, this game is like right up my alley. It's like Sims 3 in that it's open world. There are some things that I'm not so into, but that's more of a personal thing than a gameplay thing. For example, one of the things that I always loved about The Sims is the fact that they do speak Simlish because you could impose what you wanted them to say. This game has entire conversation trees. So in a weird way, I'm, I don't think I actually want them to talk and speak English. I want them to have their own little language. I don't know. But but it's still cool. And they definitely have been... I've been keeping up with all the videos they've been posting online and all the new information as it comes out. And they've been pretty straightforward with what they're doing. And I think they even had to delay some stuff. And they, they've been pretty open about that. And they are very into mods. So they are making the game very mod friendly, which is definitely a good thing. 
So yeah, definitely looking forward to this one quite a bit. We spend way too much time in it. It is early access. This was one of the games I was considering because I was like, this looks like up the relaxation route and I have not played a Sims since number three. But yeah, no, I was like, oh, I wanted to choose this, but it's early access and early access didn't meet my criteria. But it looks exciting. And I don't know, Adam and Antoine, what do you guys think? You must have seen that trailer or like a little snippet from the PUBG developer about they making their Unreal 5 engine of this sort of game, right? I don't know if you guys saw that. And it looks amazing. Oh, yeah. As well. And this is like another potential entrant into the life sim game with Life by You, with the Sims 5 coming out next year being totally free to play. But I can imagine EA is going to screw everyone many times because of, of the whole free-to-play model. Then this game will be number three, so it'll be three games for people to choose. Free-to-play, two potential pay options, and it'll be interesting. Yeah, I don't know why suddenly this genre became super popular. And as far as development, I don't think it's become more popular in terms of play, but who knows? Antoine, any thoughts? Not much. Uh, to be honest, I saw some friends playing The Sims, but didn't really play myself. And I think... Not even she. I think the one I played was Sims 2, not even 3. And the only thing I was playing was just removing the ladder so that the Sims could just drown in the pool or <laughs> oh make them cook when <laughs> make them cook when they don't have any skills so they just burn to death. So yeah, I was quite sadistic with my Sims. So just for that sake, I stopped playing it. I know what Cooper's saying. Many free. people just download 100 gigs of con uh, custom content and then they just play dress up and then never touch the game again, <laughs> which is true. But for me, this is definitely like my, these kind of games are my relaxing games. They don't take, there's no puzzles to do. There's no real goals. It's just the kind of thing where it's, I got, I just feel like relaxing or whatever. And I can just like, all right, this person's just going to cook. That's it. It's going to be something to do and relax. So just look at the little bar going up. Yep. Just like a little bar going up. I like to build, especially too. If you've seen me do stuff in games like Frozen Flame or Besiege, I just like to build. I'm definitely into the house construction and that sort of thing. I get you there. I love the economic engine aspect of it, of getting a job and earning money and, and it being easier than real life in terms of getting a job and earning money. And If I could live in any video game world, it would be the Sims world. Yeah. Life would just be so easy. Exactly. And just them like, okay, I've had this amount of money and I can buy the swimming pool. I can buy this and you can expand this house and do an expansion. It's not like really expanding your house in real life. You have to go to the city council, get permission. Then you got to talk to your neighbors in some countries. Can I build this on my own property, please? Then you go like, okay, now I've got their permission. I go back to the city council, get approval again. Then you got to scope it out. You got to find an architect. Then you got to find people to build everything. Like, what the hell? Why does life have to be like this already? And it takes a long time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's it's and this this is not perfect. Maybe your builders suck or your architect sucked or something like that. It's just no. That's I'm looking forward to this game. Like I might actually, if The Sims Five does come out on mobile, this might be my mobile game at some point instead of being on a PC because Life by Use coming to PC. But yeah, no, I'm really looking forward to this as well. I I'm really curious about the PUBG developers Blue Sky version because it did look really good and. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. All right, Antoine, final game of today. I think that's a world uh, where you say that you really want to live in the Sims world. I'm really sure that you would want to live in this next one. Adam, if you can find out which game, it's something that I already talked about and which, of course, made Adam's list as a number four or five. It was down the list. 
but yeah, I was there. <laughs> and develop, let's see if you can find. So it's getting a release in January, actually, 2024. I am not entirely sure if it's a final release or if it's actually the early access. I'm, I would put my coin on the early access. It's made by Pocket Pair, released on Xbox One, Windows, and Xbox Series, no PlayStation. Okay, let's try to make you guess. It's a game where you can play multiplayer. It's a game where you can befriend. It's, it's the official name, so like, like this. Uh, you can, what you can do with these pals, you can put them to work in, uh, in your factory. Wow, that's easy, yeah. <laughs> you said pals, I was like... You <laughs> have, yeah, of course, that, that was a giveaway. But this one looks fun because, yes, it's multiplayer. I don't know how big it is. It really sounds like if you play Ark, Survival Evolved, in the Pokemon world, not Pokemon, be careful. And But it's much more cruel than the Pokemon world because it's a survival. So if you are starving, you can eat your pal, right? <laughs> Something you could never do in other, in other uh, game, let's say. You can put them to... In a, in a factory making weapon, you can equip your pals will, with weapon, one with a massive gatling. You can ride them, you can explore with them. So it's space building, it's adventure, it's exploration. I don't know if it's PvP. I hope you have private servers so that other people don't come and uh, destroy your base in the meantime. You have crafting, of course. It looks extremely fun. It looks extremely Pokemon, let's not lie. And I don't know how they're going to navigate in between the incoming lawsuit, which are sure to arrive, because at this time it was not released. But yeah, it's out of my three games, two are... Of, I, I'm not sure if this one can be qualified as MMO, because Ark is not really an MMO, it's more like multiplayer. But me, who like to play solo, out of my three games, two are actually multiplayers. Maybe I'm changing, I don't know. But yeah, it's this one looked really fun. And I'm pretty sure that I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try because I, I really like the uh, base building aspect, Factorio, and this kind of thing that I really like. And and yeah, putting your poor little creatures to, to work in a factory makes me laugh. <laughs> and many thoughts? I've had my eye on this one for a really long time. It just, it really looks like somebody was playing Pokemon and they thought, you know what, like, they just how ridiculous can we make this let's just make a really stupid game Give not stupid in like a bad game but stupid as in, let's just do what's the most ridiculous thing you can do in it let's just do it and it just looks like a lot of fun yeah i love the fact that you can it's pokemon if you want it to be but you can also make your pokemon slaves in a sweat sweatshop yeah it's just out there i'll go out and instead of saying i choose you you big guy, take your Gatling and shoot the stuff in front of you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this is not the kind of game you're supposed to take seriously at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why it's going to be fun, just to relax. What am I going to do tonight? I'm going to shoot a, a herd of sheep-like Pokemon with my Gatling, Gatling giant Pikachu or whatever. <laughs> yeah, or you could go fishing. It's like completely opposite extreme and i think that's the great part about it is that it seems like it's opposite extremes it doesn't seem like there's any middle ground you're either going all the way in one direction or all the way in the other yeah i'm not convinced about this it seems a bit like i, I can't imagine shooting pikachu or i don't know it feels weird 
to be honest. Wait, sorry, That's I missed the point. It's I, weird. I had the little pitch because it's there's actually a, a story there. So in this game, you can peacefully live along mysterious creatures known as pals, or risk your life to drive off a ruthless poaching syndicate. Pals can be used to fight, or they can be made to work on farms or factories. You can even sell them or eat them. So you can make it as a farming game if you want to make them reproduce and, and sell off. See, I mean, yeah, you can raise them like cows. You could have a ranch. That part seems interesting. But I mean, at the same time, like I'm still playing a game where I have the option to eat my Pokemon or pals, whatever you want to call it. That's not cool at all. It's like a pig, right? If you have a pig, you have the option to eat it. Yes, oh, I was vegetarian for four years. And, I, and let me tell you, I would go back to being vegetarian <laughs> if I could, because I don't want to eat my pigs or chickens or Listen, cows. the fun in Pal World is that take your pig. You can either sell it, eat it, or put it behind, give it a gun, and make it go around around your farm to make sure it shoots the poachers. Why not? See, I don't want the other choices to like, exist, because I can just imagine my other people are doing that, and I don't, <laughs> that's not cool at all. <laughs> Well, if there's PvP, then you could raid their their sweatshops. And free <laughs> pals, free yes. Their, I... their pals, yeah. No, as look, I think it's interesting, it's fun, it's just, this is not for me, though. Similar to Final Fantasy and Persona 3, but for a different reason. Now, where would a plant pal fill, fit on this? Could you eat that? It's not meat. No, that's too... Anything that talks to you and has a face and eyes, how can you eat it? So you couldn't eat a victory bell? No. Or an oddish? Unfortunately not. And on that thought, my final game, I'll let you guys guess. This should be easy. Oh, something with a definitive release game. Uh, I wanted to say Hades 2, of course. Does not have a definitive release. Yeah, unlike Antoine. Little Nightmares 3. No, that no, has nightmares in the, in the name of the that's game, so that's true. definitely not on there. Yeah. It is a I, game I honestly, we it... all played. I'm not sure Adam played, but I, I know, Antoine, you played. It is the game set in Middle Eastern culture. Oh, God, that was a giveaway, though. Assassin's Creed. Oh god, or maybe that wasn't a giveaway. Okay, thirty hints. It is a game that has not. This is the first new release of this game in ten more than ten years. In more than ten yes. years, Elder Scrolls. No, sorry. Uh, Definitive Total release War. date. Does Egypt count? Does Egypt count as the Middle East? Yes, kind of. Total War Pharaoh. Definitive release date. Remember. That has a definitive it, it release date or not? Okay, coming out in January. <laughs> oh yeah, that. Oh now I totally know what you're talking about. I don't know you every do? game coming out in January. Okay, it, okay, something I played, an old stuff, an old thing. RPG. You and I, What's a genre? Uh, it was a. What's a genre? RTS. In the you and I, that would 80s be Command Conquer. Or like early '90s, it was a platformer, and then in the 2000s, it was a platformer action game. You just talked about this game, actually. Antoine, in... 80s platformers. You just talked about it Jesus. when you were... Oh, oh, yeah, no, of course. Sorry, of course. Prince of Persia. Yes, Prince of Persia Lost Crown is my last choice. <laughs> Literally because I had no other choices for definitive release dates. Uh, when I was looking at the calendar for next year, I'm like, this is like the first one that like came out besides Life with You. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to choose this. I'm not going to choose this. And I kept going down and up the list. I'm like, oh my God, I need one more game. And this was the last one. I'm like, okay, screw it. I can't find any other game that's reasonably interesting. There was a lot of grand strategy, turn-based games. There was a cool like game about like armies fighting in hell, like a Total War style sort of game. I'm like, that looks cool, but I haven't played those games in forever. I've talked about this. So I'll make it quick. Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown. Today, I'll talk about the Switch version. The Switch version is actually surprisingly cheaper than the PC version, which is 
as usual, I don't know why Ubisoft likes to do this. They have the exclusive deals with Epic Game Store. Prince of Persia Lost Crown is only available on the Epic Store. It is not available on Steam. So that's something to keep in mind of, especially for a lot, all the people who have those portable handle consoles. I know Epic is not available on some of these consoles. So keep that in mind. Switch version is coming out on the 18th of January, 2024. It's four days after the PC version. It's $50. The PC version is $60. I'm not sure I will buy it on Switch just because I've slowly come to the realization that it's the only games that look really good on the Switch are like first-party Nintendo titles uh, like Super Mario Bros. Wonder, uh, like what else am I thinking of? Basically, any sort of Nintendo game looks really good. It runs at 60 FPS, 1080p on the Switch. Other games do not like My Time at Sandrock which only runs really good on handheld mode, which is why I don't bother playing it docked anymore. But yeah, Prince of Persia, unleash your time pause, combat platforming skills to perform deadly combos and defeat time-corrupting enemies and mythological creatures. You've seen the trailers. We've talked about this before. I'm not going to talk about this anymore. But yeah, this is the game I will most likely play when it comes out. Um, I'll either go to the Switch store, which is about um, a good 10-minute walk from my house, and pick it up there, or I will buy the PC version, but I will definitely wait for the, the Switch reviews or the previews to come out just to te test what the FPS looks like because I did have that, not really a bad experience, but very makes me irritated that the slowdowns happen at my time at Sunrock, and I don't want to do that. Then I'd rather just play this on the PC because it does look good. The combat looks awesome and fantastic and a mix of combat in a sense with the swords and things that you can do. Yeah, this is probably out of my three games, the game that I will most likely 100% buy and play next year whereas the other two I might buy and just play in 2025 or 2026 that's it isn't Slime Rancher 2 coming out in 2024 what's coming out in 2024 Slime Rancher 2 again no definitive release date for Slime Rancher 2 so it's available in early access but they still haven't said this is when the games come out because I have a whole bunch of Kickstarter games that I would have loved to include on this list but again no definitive release date as well I thought all those things was about which game make you hype for 2024. That's why I thought you would definitely so choose that, that I one. thought about that. I'm like, these games make it hype, but I'm at the same time, I'm getting older and I wanted to choose games where I'm like, this is the game I can play at this time that's interesting. Rather than saying, oh my God, this I can't play this game because it's not I yet or it's an early access. And I, didn't, I don't want to play early access games anymore because I spoiled my time at Porsche that way. I spoiled Antoine, the game that you played. The submarine game. Subnautica. Yes, I spoiled that game by playing that in early access, and I'll never play another early access game just because of that. Adam, how is Life by You? You won't be able to play Life by You except on your new PC, right? I think it's only on PC. Oh, it's only on PC. Got it. Yeah, still need to get that. All right, guys, last four minutes, rapid fire round, 60 seconds per person, games you're interested in. Adam, I know you already have a list, so that'll be easy for you. Oh, yeah, easy. Oh, you want games me to go now? Next, you first. And then give, yes, next year, games for next round. All right. The other games that I'm looking forward to this year are going to be Nine Souls, which comes out quarter one. It's been delayed. That is the game created by Red Candle, oh, the people who did Devotion and Detention. So that is a side-scroller Dead Cells. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to Final Fantasy XIV Dawn Trail, which is coming out in the summer of 2024, but we don't know the exact date yet. Rise of the Ronin, which we just know 2024. That's we don't know when it's coming out, which is a Assassin's Creedy kind of Ghost of Tsushima style game. 
and Helldivers 2, which is coming out on February 8th, which I will probably be getting because I'll probably be playing with my high school friend on. I'll keep an eye on all the interesting looking indie games because they are not as advertised as AAA, which is why I couldn't really find a good list of indie games for 2024. That's what I was really looking for. Some RPG like Sea of Stars, like old style RPG, but with a good, strong story or something with interesting gameplay. I saw that the developers of Celeste are making a new game. Celeste is far too hard for me, but it's always fun to, to see the pro playing it. So they are doing this. There's also, as I said, like a Little Nightmares 3, which is going to be fun, really. Indie studios are really good at finding some good ideas. So yeah, that's basically what I'm going to look at because AAA-wise, honestly, I saw that there's maybe Warcraft extension, World of Warcraft. After Dragonflight, I think I saw another one coming up. It's really the MMO which decided they would not die. Okay. Apart from this, uh, there must be some extra season three of Diablo, which everybody's already leaving. Yeah, that's basically it. I'm not extremely hyped with AAA, so keep an eye on indie games. My list would be Coral Island, which was uh, another farming game that's already out on PC. Beautiful game done by a really like expansive studio people in Indonesia, in the Philippines, in France, and in Italy, in, in Guatemala as well. It is an amazingly diverse studio. So the game itself, in terms of the characters and people, it's lots of different body types and skin colors and stuff and relationships. And it's one of the most diverse farming, exploratory fantasy world games. If you guys, I haven't streamed in a while, but if I think the last time I streamed something, you would have seen my Coral Island desktop wallpaper, um, which is the game that I've looked forward to. The Switch version is coming out next year. I'm super excited about that, though I have a feeling it might run that smoothly. It was delayed because of they wanted to fix the performance issues. Again, that totally makes sense. I'm looking forward to the, uh, this other game called Wanderlust, which is a pixel art explorer survival game done by this guy in Massachusetts where I used to live in America way back in the day. A single guy, but it's like awesome, looks cool, lots of things to build and growing your own crops and surviving and shooting zombies and stuff and very cool art style. I'm looking to another game called Everdate, which is a game called, I kickstarted this year as well, which is coming up next year, which is a card game based dating game, which looks really cool to have my fake waifu or waifu, how do you say that word? Waifu. Waifu, okay, thank you. But yeah, a really cool art. It is a roguelike game as well. And, and I don't know how you substand it, but the guys who did the game, I, I watched some of the demos. It looks really cool. We're looking forward to a game by Joe Deaver, which is an audio-based uh, RPG game based on the guy who did the Lone Wolf. It's like a CRPG. And it's basically you. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's, it's you listening and it'll give you like a choice, like a choose your own adventure, like, oh, do this or do this. And it's a it's like an audio only game, which I thought was really cool. Kickstarted that as well. That would come out end of 2024. When I'll get a chance to do it, but the audio stuff was guaranteed. I'll get a chance to do that because I can do that while I bike as long as I don't hit anything while I'm playing a game. But yeah, that that's it for me. Guys, final thoughts for 2024 in terms of games. Anything you want to end off today? It seems you've triggered Noble Cooper because you said that the waifus are fake, and that is a no in the waifu community. Oh, okay. Your waifu is very real, and she loves you. <laughs> I apologize, Noble Cooper. But no, there's uh, definitely a lot coming out. I'm, 
I wish that there was a, another year between 2023 and 2024 so I could finish all my 2023 games. But but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And hopefully I'll be able to... Yeah, there's no way I am knocking out half of this stuff before February. But yeah, hopefully not too much. I'm hoping not too much extra comes up so that I can just focus on the games I want to play. But yeah, people stop releasing games in 2024, please. Save them for 2024. Final to be honest, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look like a lot of things which really hypes me, so it really feels like a game where I can hack into my backlog. For instance, do finally Dragon Dogma 1 so I can actually do the number 2 in, what do you say, early March? Dogma 2? March 22nd. Oh, so I have some time yet too. Right now, I'm doing I'm doing Dungeons Four, which is very fun. But I think I'm gonna finish by the end of the year. Hopefully, by the end of the year. Hopefully, crossing fingers, Space Marine, two. Apart from Space Marine two and maybe Dragon's Dogma, yeah. Let's finish the backlog. Get into the backlog and look forward to future games because right now I'm not super hyper by what's coming. Like Tekken Eight, don't care. Oh, Anton, for next week's topic, for we're doing, so if you guys don't know, next week is Anton's choice. We're talking about the Game Awards. What's the lens that we're looking at for the Game Awards? Are we talking about looking for any games in the Game Awards? Are we looking for... Technically, the Game Awards is a, a lot of different categories, right? The Game Awards, all of them are very interesting. So I'm going to talk about the good. Very likely the best RPG, very likely the best indie. So at least these three, maybe a, a couple others. And uh, if everyone can talk about the game that you think, well, of course, if I recall, it's on December 7th, the award ceremony. So by the time that we do our next show, tomorrow. we know the winners. Oh yeah, for me, there will still a few. Yeah. But still, we're going to talk about the winner. And if you feel that it is deserved, or oh, I would have preferred something else. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to take, uh, take a look at the categories. If you want to take a look and tell me which category for you is best, because for me, it's indie and RPG. Is that something that you really want to go into? And I'm open to all suggestions, but yeah, just look at these categories, the winners, the runner-up, or which one you think should have won. And I'm sure that we're going to have a lot to talk about, and one hour is going to be far not enough. <laughs> All right, so choose a category of, of games, at least, for, for each of us, and then you'll be choosing some categories as well. I choose three. If you can, each of you, give me one more category, that's five. I'm pretty sure with this, we can fill more than one hour. Okay, good. All right, and with that, my final announcement is this is the last audio podcast we'll be releasing. So if you listen to this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, unfortunately, in a sense, this is the last. But it is good news in that it does give us back a certain amount of time and, and, and energy that we can put into doing other video content because the YouTube channel has done well and YouTube Instagram reach is really good. 6,700 people just this last week was 6,700. That's pretty good. So we're reaching like 20, over 20,000 people on Instagram per month. Facebook is also, is, is slowly building up after we stopped publishing short content. So that has to be built up again. So we're making a big push for video. And again, this sort of falls in line with what's happening. You would have seen the news yesterday, Spotify let go of 17% of their workforce. And again, they're seeing the trend of podcasting move becoming more niche again than what it used to be, uh, again, becoming niche than what it is at the moment, going back to what it used to be. So Spotify themselves are the biggest podcast company in the world. 
is going is moving into a big way into audiobooks next year. That is their big strategy to boost revenues and stuff. You can still listen to us, right? This show will still be in like a podcasty version on YouTube Premium, where you can play the episode, close your phone, and listen to it on your headphones and still like the podcast. Um, of course, it and it's good in a way is that it's it's totally unedited. You'll see all the mistakes, like me not recording Adam's beginning stuff for the second time this week because I'm an idiot as always. So I'll also, our feed cutting out for a while because apparently my OBS disconnected for a bit there. Oh no! So again, you, you get to experience all these technical issues on the live stream. If you're upset about this or you'd like us to reconsider, we'd love to hear from you guys. We, we do get to hear from you guys about topics about Final Fantasy and about why this game is like this. And I think the last person that had wrote a really long explanation about Adam's video about Sony buying that Korean studio. And then someone wrote like a really like mini essay on YouTube about that. That was really interesting. So we appreciate that, but we'd love to know what you guys think about the content. But yeah. So the podcast is stopping and we do have the option to recontinue. So it doesn't mean that we can't restart. We can restart it. But for the moment, we'll be focusing on YouTube. We appreciate everybody's support and then all the listeners. But just check out the YouTube channel. We'll be there for the next 50, 60 years until one of us dies or all of us die together. Not that for that. And as always, Adam, Antoine, thank you guys for staying here. For you guys tuning in or watching the live stream. And lots of you guys have been checking out Adam's live streams, the Neo live streams, which is totally surprising because I don't get that Neo game at all. But um, we appreciate that. It's like totally weird. After the fact, people are watching Adam playing Neo for like hours and hours, um, which is always good. So I hope you guys enjoy that. Stay tuned for more Neo, Adam. Maybe. I, I am I'm pretty sure I am on the final boss. There might be some bonus side quests after the end, but I was expecting to be done with it, and I have not been able to play for two days. So I'm still where I left off on my last stream on Monday. So yesterday, I had to drive my wife to the airport, so I wasn't able to stream. Cool. So we'll see. If I find time, I'm going to try to finish it, and maybe I'll do Persona 5 Tactica. And if not, then yeah, Neo. Sounds Hopefully for the last time. Sounds good. <laughs> All right, guys, thank you very much. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And we'll see you guys same time next week talking about the game of the year awards. Bye-bye.